0: Scott and Paul show episode twenty-two. In what should be the greatest week of all time? It's one of the worst weeks of all time. We have a forty-seven-year-old man getting ready, to the battle of fifty-two-year-old man, and the main event of WrestleMania and Batman versus Superman. What we've been talking about on this show for what seemed like two years. Well, it's a dud. Scott and Paul Show, another dud. Paul show episode 22 Scott I'd like to say how you doing but unfortunately I think I know the answer to that you're depressed
1: I'm depressed I'm not a guy that typically relies on reviews a whole lot to determine whether I go see a movie or not but I'll be putting off Batman Superman for a little while (laughs) here I'm
0: on vacation and we were ready to go I mean this is the show the the movie that we've been talking about for two years almost. Seems like ever since we started this freaking podcast. And we should have been doing the review right now. We talked about it like, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, We were going to go see it.
1: <sighs> I, I might like the movie. I'm just saying that for me to use annual leave at work to go see it after seeing how terrible the reviews are, no I need to find time that's not going to affect me taking a day off later in the year <laughs> that's all I will go see it I will make my own determination
0: well I mean but, I'm, I'm off all this week I mean I can go see any time you want, but yeah uh, <laughs> I mean oh god lord I read the spoilers
1: I don't know Maybe we'll go Thursday night. I don't know. Thursday night, I might be able to do it since I don't have baseball starting till next week.
0: Uh, do, do, I mean, it's two and a half hours of dread, and it's not even Judd's dread.
1: Yeah, we will have to find out what the earliest showing on Thursday is. It's probably seven. Put me home in about 11 or 12. Oh, uh, Lord. Two hours and a half of just
0: two people being total assholes. A, this this save the world.
1: Yeah. Hey, at least we have the animated stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I think it came out today is just Justice League versus Teen Titans. So,
1: at least that's good, I'm well, sure. On the bright side, or the not-so-bright side, depending on your perspective, thank you from a certain point of view, Mr. Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, it made $400,000,000 over the weekend. <laughs> it's <gonna laughs> yes. fucking huge. So, I mean, it's not going to be like all-time number one or anything, but it's fucking huge. Yes.
0: And according to a certain uh, Jeff Goldstein, he says that, quote, there's no question this is an extraordinary achievement. He, he's right about that. He went on to say that clearly audiences have embraced it and we are already seeing repeat business. It's just fun. Really doesn't look too fun. It looks like a bunch of dickheads running around just being (laughs) moody.
1: Box Office Mojo saying if it only drops around 60%, that's actually a good sign considering the time and all the yada, yada, yada. So if it drops like 62 or 63, then maybe they can start worrying about legs but it can have up to like a 61 percent drop and the writer's not concerned in that case based on the shit he's looked at
0: well he went on to say often there's a disconnect between critics and audiences well uh no dude it can still be a really shitty movie and make a lot of money
1: yes it can $287 $287 million for, that's ridiculous. 181 domestic, 468 worldwide total right now. It's almost $500 million in less than a week.
0: Well, I mean, everybody knew this was going to make a shitload of money. It's the first time Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and whoever else they snuck in there made a shitload. I mean, th- they used to have done this years ago.
1: I don't, it's stupid that they haven't. I mean, Superman isn't the draw that Batman is box office wise, at least not. He should have been at least not Superman. Yeah, he should have been. He's just, he's been mishandled. I mean, Batman's had a couple, he had one really fucking atrocious dud, but he had a couple of pretty good ones forever was watchable. Um, and then the, the last trilogy, It was good, minus I didn't agree with the basic premise of Batman being a quitter in the third movie. But
0: he's had a pretty good series of
1: movies overall. He was going to wait for him, Scott. Yeah. Whereas Superman started off strong with the first two movies. Yeah. Fell off sharply at the third, but it was still watchable to an extent, and then completely shit the bed with the fourth. And then you get Superman Returns, which... If you just take out the stalker element, it, yeah. would, it would be a much better film. Yeah. Superman Returns is is a decent
0: movie.
1: It's just, it's just missing a few elements. They, they kind of miss the boat. The writers miss the... There's some plot holes, like Superman can't fight human beings when he's on kryptonite planet, but he can carry a kryptonite continent, I'm sorry, into yeah. space and throw it. You know what I mean? There's stupid shit like that. Yeah. I can overlook a lot of that stuff, but, but Superman core character issues is what really gets me in a movie. And Superman being a stalker, that's just stupid. I didn't care that he had a kid. That didn't bother me. I didn't care that, you know, him and Lois weren't together. That didn't bother me. I'm surprised he was gone for five years on this journey of finding out who he is and what he is, knowing that, you know, there's super villains and super power bad guys and shit. But, in his universe, only the Kryptonians had ever really arrived, plus that one guy. Nuclear man. So, You know, if he's thinking Luther's contained or whatever, I don't know.
0: But, but it didn't make perfect sense though. If if you cut out three and four and you made that a trilogy, it didn't make sense. Yes, it's it does. Return it does. home.
1: Yeah. So. But I mean and, and, and for the most part they characterize Superman very well, yeah, and then you have those scenes <laughs> where he's yeah. using x ray vision to look through people's walls into their homes and their private yeah, lives I mean, and, and i and I don't th- it, it's just like Batman being a quitter, Superman wouldn't invade somebody's privacy like that. um yeah. it's just like uh, if I'm not mistaken in the comics way back when I read them, he wouldn't even look through super- through Batman's mask, yeah and, you know unless Batman gave him a reason to so like he needed to know like if Batman had been a villain, he would have done it. you know what I mean so I don't know they, they, they there's there's certain character issues that no matter what kind of incarnation you have of a character, there's certain elements that probably should still be there. and one of those is Superman's is just a, a, a good freaking person because of midwestern values and upbringing. Batman um, is a
0: he was a great,
1: yeah he was yeah, a he,
0: kid and he had a psychological breakdown.
1: Yeah, exactly. But he still retained a lot of his morality. Yeah. So, you know, his aversion to killing, which we'll get into. (laughs) Um, You know, yes, he has done it in the past, but... uh, Spoiler territory coming up. Big issue with Batman versus Superman is apparently he's dropping people left and right. You know, permanently. And because he's not directly... Breaking their neck or shooting him or something, he's just indirectly killing them. It's just manslaughter, according to um, Zack Snyder. Um, it's not that big a deal because he did it in a couple other books. Well, whoop the freaking do! Oh, and you know, some people imply that he may have killed forty some people in the Dark Knight trilogy, but that's horseshit. He didn't. It wasn't written on the screen that he did. It wasn't. It wasn't told on the screen that that's what he was doing. So shit on that. And then he talks about, you know, superhero nerds and stuff like that. But Batman, and this is an example I I gave earlier. If a guy was throwing a grenade at some innocent victims, okay, and say Batman was 50 yards away and he couldn't close that distance before the guy threw the grenade to, you know, clamp down on the handle or whatever, he would throw a Batarang because he had no other choice and knock that grenade out of that guy's hand so he couldn't throw it towards the innocents. If that grenade killed that guy, Batman would feel like a total piece of shit, but that was an unwinnable situation where he had to stop that grenade's flight path. He's not going to shoot a gas tank on a vehicle to stop some dude driving down the road. Um, That's just not who he is. He'll find another method. He'll knock the tires out or something. Uh, So I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I've I've just talked... Just I can only say what I've read about it. I need to see it with my own eyes. But that's my initial take. So, Batman will do... He will put his own life at risk to avoid killing. Uh, so, show me an unwinnable situation where he has to kill, and then I can buy it. They tried to do that with Man of Steel, but they didn't do it very effectively. And now we've got the same pattern in Batman versus Superman.
0: Well, I remember the whole... DC is that we are. There's no fun in, in DC movies. We're serious.
1: We're grim dark because grim dark is grim dark and dark and grim. Yeah. It's like the f- Lego Movie Batman song. Darkness. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's, it, yeah, Batman has dark elements to it, but there's some hope and and good things in Batman too.
0: I I think the Lego Batman movie is going to be
1: better than Batman Superman. I have no. I don't have any doubt whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real Batman for right now. Yeah, that's our that's our best incarnation we're gonna get for a little while. Yeah. So um it, writers just there's a podcast called The Young Turks. I don't watch it too often because it's you know a bunch of control freaks. But they're they were talking about it was some sort of social justice crap. There was people complaining about some character not being characterized like they are in the comic in either a TV show or a movie or something. I don't remember which one exactly it was. And they were just like writing off completely. Well, it's comic book movie. It's comic books. It's comic books. It's still story, character structure, narrative, the whole nine yards, just because it has panels and pictures. There's still a certain characterization a character has. And I'm sure these same people, if they were talking about, um, war and peace or something, and there was an adaptation of it. And all of a sudden, you know, we were changing core elements of the character, they would complain about such things because they don't stay true to the source material. There's leeway to, to move around source material, but there are certain core elements that should always carry forward. That's my point. I've made it like three times now. I think I'll just drop it at that.
0: I mean, it's... I mean, Deadpool grows... Last I checked over seven hundred million dollars. This thing would probably get around a billion at least. If that. So at least eight hundred million. It's already got four hundred million. It's only been now for what, a week?
1: Yeah, it would take one hell of a drop for it not to hit a billion. So yeah.
0: (sighs) Well, moving on, moving on,
1: backing up, backing up, backing up up the sad Affleck. If you haven't seen the sad Affleck (laughs) on YouTube, look it up. It's they ask Affleck and Henry Cavill, um, how the bad reviews make them feel and Cavill starts talking and then we get what was the sound of silence was that the song yeah yeah they start the sound of silence and it just slow pans in on Affleck's sad looking face as a guy who makes a living off reading body language he's either got something really serious going on at home or in his life somewhere else somebody's sick somebody's you know relationship issues I don't know or in relation to the question that was just asked and him being a Supreme Batman fan, he's sitting there thinking, damn, I done fucked it up. I'm a part of it. So I'm not saying I flex at fault, but you can see that to me it seemed like he's just like shit, man. I'm, you know, when he was watching Batman and Robin <laughs> back in the day, he's probably saying a lot of the same things. Like how the hell did they make this turd? And now he's probably thinking, great, my name's attached to a turd. So, not that it's not ever been before, but he's had a pretty good streak lately. So, hopefully he uh, turns it around when he writes and directs the next Batman movie. So. Yeah.
0: I think the next project coming out from this is the Wonder Woman film, and there is no Zack Snyder attached to it, so there is a lie at the end of the tunnel.
1: There's a glimmer of hope. But with Warner Brothers, eh, not so much. Yeah, I mean they made some good movies, but name the ones not named Batman, (laughs) and even then you're hit and miss there. So, yeah. Uh, Oh, the Tick is being rebooted.
0: Uh, Amazon Studios will be getting a pilot. And the good news is, um, it is the creator of the series lost his name. Uh, <laughs> shit, what's his name? Well, uh, anyway, the guy who created the series in the comic book is doing it, Edland. Edlund, Ben Edlin. Yep. Yep. So it's him. So however, it is not going to be the um same cast. So who didn't well, be it's been quite some years. time. It is. Yeah. But um I love the cartoon. Yeah. But uh Patrick Warburton, who p- played uh, the tick, will be um producing it though. So he is involved in it, though.
1: I don't even. I just I vaguely remember the show, not the TV, not the, not the animated show. The, um, I think I saw some commercials or something for it. The other one, the live action.
0: It may not be producing it, though, but thought I heard he was producing it but according to this he's not
1: yeah we'll see
0: however at the time it only received the <laughs> yeah four million viewers so they canceled it but uh today that would be pretty good <laughs>
1: yeah Today, that would be wonderful.
0: Yeah. But uh, right now, they're only scheduled for one episode, and then they'll see where it goes from there. Um, Peter and sansquitsk I can't pronounce that fucker's name. But uh, he will be playing The Tick.
1: Well, whoop the fucking do I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Powers. PlayStation 2. Or PlayStation. Powers Season 2 premieres May 31st. <laughs> yeah. The fuck is Powers again?
0: Uh, Powers was based on a um, comic book.
1: You ever read it? Retro Probably Girl. did not. Mm, no, I didn't read that one. Powers. Nope, I don't think I've heard of this one. I've heard of the, i heard of the show, but I, I didn't know anything about it. And now I'm looking at the breakdown uh, here, and it just—it's not Brian Michael Bendis. Have you watched it? Yeah, first season wasn't too bad. And if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you can get it. Yep, it's free. Oh, we'll have to check it out then.
0: Yeah, wasn't too bad. Uh, they took some liberties with the comic book.
1: Um, Retro Girl dies.
0: Uh,
1: Man, it's starting to click a little bit. Yeah. Way back in my geekdom.
0: Yeah. But they did a pretty good job. Eddie Izzard and uh had the dude from District Nine.
1: Michael Madsen, Enrico Corlantone, Will Wheaton, Trisha Helfer, Charlotte Copley, and Susan Hayward. Eh, okay, I'll have to check it out.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. It, dude, it's free. I'll check it out. You the don't most have important news. To house for two and a half hours and see a bunch of assholes. And speaking of assholes and aliens,
1: there you go. go. It's Alien Day. 426, which at first I was like, 426? Why the fuck would they pick 426? And then it clicked, you know, rather quickly. LV426 is the name of the planet where alien and aliens happen. So, ha ha, guys. So Fox announced this big celebration. Of course, we have a new Aliens Covenant, which is supposed to be Prometheus 2, but they realized that they kind of need the aliens in there. Um, So now we have a whole bunch of shit happening on April 26th. The Reebok Alien Stomper sneakers are being re-released by Reebok. And these shoes actually came out back in the day And on eBay, they command a pretty hefty price. Um, It's funny. I was just looking for them uh, three or four months ago on eBay, and they're re-releasing them. So hopefully if the prices aren't too bad, I'll own a pair. There's two different – there's the high tops like Ripley wore, and there's the low tops that Bishop wore. So I will have a pair of each hopefully.
0: Would you rather have those or the self-lacing boots from Back to
1: Future? I'm sorry, aliens, but the self-lacing boots from back to the future would be what I need.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: good. Didn't they have like a couple of limited edition
0: versions of that or something? Yeah. And they are releasing some uh, next year. Yeah.
1: They're so, but they're going
0: to be uh, a little bit different.
1: So aliens and alien, alien and aliens will return to theaters on April 26th. Uh, over 20 cities, including Austin, New York, Los Angeles, and Dallas at participating Alamo locations as well as partner venues. I've already looked. There's no place close. I would love to see those movies on the big screen uh, to hear, you know, the, the theme when the Marines come busting in to hear that on a theater sound system, or when Ripley comes busting into the hive, that'd be awesome. But just the, the sound design of the very first alien movie is gotta be one of the top two or three films ever. It's sound design was just amazing. So I'd love to hear that on a big system. Um they have all kinds of licensing stuff. They're having a Twitter ultimate trivia challenge. Uh you get a chance to win a prize every 42.6 minutes on Twitter. So, that's interesting. Um 24-hour fan-focused social media event to launch celebration Alien Day. We got uh in LA Fuck see, LA. Uh, Fuck L.A. Moving down to... There it is. NECA announces the first ever Lieutenant Vasquez. That's incorrect. She was a uh, private or a private first class because she was... Um, she a private dancer? Yes, yeah, she was a lieutenant because she was subordinate to Corporal Hicks. Uh, Newt... Uh, apparently Newt wasn't a... I don't know about Vasquez and Jeanette Goldstein, the actor that, actor that played Vasquez, but I don't believe Newt or Carrie Ham was a part of the original alien license for NECA. And they must've just recently gotten this. So they're also going to do a Ellen Ripley figure based on the Kenner toy line. So that'd be pretty cool. Cause they've had some pretty kick-ass predators, uh, an aliens queen power loader and Ripley figure, uh, in the reaction series, which are like the ghetto Kenner style three and three quarter inch figures, which are pretty cool. They've done that with all kinds of licenses. Uh, a, Dark Dark Horse 30th anniversary hardcover version of the original Alien series from 86. I'll be grabbing that. Uh, Titan Books launching a brand new novel. Alien Invasion. I'll be getting that. Uh, Let's see. There's uh, something else down here that was interesting. Ah, here we go.
0: Alien
1: Alien Digital Pinball with the Zen Studios. Zen Pinball series. They're having three tables come out for that. Nintendo is not announced as being one of those. DC Entertainment's going to re-release Batman versus Alien comics. That's
0: when you should get your fucking amiibo right there. A little fucking amiibo alien. Little xenomorph amiibo. That'd be yeah. sweet. Fuck. Yeah. I might
1: buy one of those. I would have to have one. Or a predator amiibo. That'd be cool, like if it would unlock like a special table or something and something. Anyways, Hot Toys is coming out with new stuff. A new aliens versus predator game. Loot crate. They've had these limited edition Star Wars and limited edition Call of Duty loot crates are like 100 bucks, and it's like $150, $160 worth of shit in it. That they don't have, have one of those. I didn't get Okay, they had the Mass Effect one. Well, they're doing that for aliens. And um, I misread this the first time, and had already subscribed to Loot Crate like five seconds after seeing the story. So I wasted 20 bucks on getting the monthly one when I was not realizing the limited edition is something you just click on the buy separate. Okay. Um, if that's how it plays. Either way, I'm safe. So I'm gonna grab the loot crate. Um, if it has some good shit in it. Uh that's you know, there's your typical crap. You got Hollywood collectibles and sideshow collectibles, and then you're gonna have a Yahtzee AVP and Clue AVP. The Clue AVP sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like who killed the predator? I'd say it's the fucking drooling insect lizard in the corner.
0: So that's going to
1: be the shortest clue game ever.
0: Yeah, I say it's the one with the acid. Yeah, yeah.
1: So they're having a uh, Hollywood Collectibles is going to release a large scale model of the derelict from Alien, modeled molded from an original model that H.R. Giger created for an exhibition in Las Vegas. So saw this on the AVP Galaxy, and I was pretty excited. The sneakers have got me pretty pretty horny right now. So, I'm, I'm, I would say my wife's going to be wearing their sneakers to bed. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Even though, you know, Sigourney has a pretty manly jaw.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice if they, like, glowed green or some shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, they need to get in on this stuff. I mean, I'd say they're just building hype for the, the next couple of installments. I mean, they've thought, well, it's 30th anniversary. We've got to do something. And then, well, hey, we're building at least two more movies right now. So we got one that's in production or close to going into production. And then you have one that's on the back burner, but they're getting a lot of elements in place for that too. So, which I'm sure that the box office for Aliens Covenant is going to affect Alien 5. Um,
0: over in video games, uh, Sony recently announced that Star Wars Battlefront will be coming exclusively to PlayStation VR. And although the company divulged no further details, it believes that blah, 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 blah. So, uh, Star Wars Battlefront VR. So,
1: that's all we know. Well, I mean, that sounds also cool. Exclusive. Don't get me wrong. It sounds cool. But, I mean,. I mean, it sounds cool. It does. VR, Battlefront. We'll see. But the thing I keep thinking about is how I would so love to fly an X-Wing with, you know, razor-tight... or shit. What's the word I'm looking for? Razor-sharp controls. (laughs) And that game's vehicle controls are shit. So that kind of tempers the excitement there.
0: Uh, I hope they're tightening up the controls.
1: Yeah. The shooting, I mean the, fir- the the shooting mechanics are pretty cool.
0: So the, the, try I can't remember. Did that game have first person contro- controls?
1: Yeah. Wait. Yeah, it's got first person.
0: Only in only in uh the, the flight controls. Wasn't that a third person game?
1: No, you can switch on the fly between either one.
0: Was it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then that might work in VR. Also, um, Oculus Rift came out yesterday. People started getting their Oculus Rifts. Of course, eh, I was a little late to the game, so I should probably get mine around June. Nice. That's okay. okay. Don't worry. We will get our um, Slave Leia game made. Don't worry. It'll it'll be out there. Um, Ratchet and Clank has gone... Here's a question.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Let's let's back up a step. So we get a Slave Leia game. Yeah. Let's assume it's licensed and we're not actually fucking proxy raping Carrie Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) Zack Snyder version here. Yeah. Um. Assume this, and there's going to be porn games. There's going to be porn experiences with this Oculus Rift and all this stuff. I'm sure there's going to be other accessories. So, a woman that uses a vibrator or a dildo or some other object is liberated and cool and snazzy. Yada, 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 yada. A guy. He's going right. to be a creepy fuck. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I'm just saying. That's the way it's going to be. So. Isn't that weird? That's very weird. No, it's not. Everything's fucking hypocritical. But anyways, moving forward.
0: forward. Oh, it depends on who the reviewer is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the PlayStation 4, um, Ratchet & Clank. Uh, I guess they're calling it a reimagining or refreshing, whatever you want to call it now. Uh, Ratchet & Clank has gone gold. And the game which has been delayed till April 12th is uh, coming out just a few days prior to the movie, which is coming out April 20th. So would be nice to play the fucking game. Yeah. I guess they don't want to give out any fucking spoilers. So I guess that's why it's been pushed out, I guess, to April 12th. Good games. So, good history. That one does look really good. I never bought one. I've only played like demos. So. Uh, Shit. That's the only fucking news we have?
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, eh. I don't know. WrestleMania. Short show. On to the wrestling news. Ah, fuck. (laughs) More bad news. The full fucking card for WrestleMania. Shane McMahon. Here we go. Here's your fucking pre-show. A shitty fucking battle royal. A 20-man battle royal. Sh- More shitty pre-shows. Usos versus the Deadly Boys. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens. Okay, so here's your Intercontinental match. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Dolph Ziggler versus Zack Ryder versus Sin Cara versus The Miz versus Stardust in the seven-man ladder match. So with everybody being fucked up and hurt, you're going to have a fucking ladder match.
1: A seven-man ladder match at that. And it's too many people. It's not going to be that good a match. If it is, it will go against all history and expectations.
0: Why did you not just have Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn? I, I, I don't know. I mean, you already had fucking history. You had Sammy come in there and do a fucking run in the save uh not fucking Finn bother, but the save uh, uh Neville. So, I mean, right there, you, you had it fucking built up. You could have had it. You could have had at least 20, 30 fucking minutes right there, but no, no, you had to have a big fucking smosh.
1: Yeah, it's just it's good. that match is gonna suck. I mean, we'll see, but
0: Uh, New Day versus fucking League of Nations in a four-on-three handicap match. All they want to fucking do is get everybody on there for a fucking WrestleMania
1: payday. They're trying to get as many people in the fucking ring as possible.
0: Charlotte versus Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks in the triple threat for a Divas match. This should have been Charlotte versus Sasha. I mean, I love Becky Lynch, but this should have been Charlotte versus. So you think
1: six minutes to finish?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this should have been Charlotte versus Sasha for like twenty minutes. Just let them go. Dean versus Brock in a no-hose bar street fight. Yeah, that sounds all right. Uh, AJ versus Jericho again. Yeah. (laughs) Callisto <laughs> versus Ryback. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, that's your US title match. Triple H versus Roman Reigns in a for your world title match. Yay. Hey. Yay. Yeah. And then this is this is your fucking main event. The biggest WrestleMania of all time. Yeah. 51-year-old Undertaker, or 53, however old he is, versus 47-year-old Shane McMahon.
1: I know it's a hell in a cell and the setup and everything, but when your WWE World Heavyweight Championship match is not your main event at WrestleMania, there's a problem. It's like, what was it, WrestleMania 8? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it was fucking horse shit. And Hogan and Justice did not hold up to the match before. So was that Macho Man Ric Flair, wasn't it?
0: Munch of Man and Flair was the better match, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, it was a way better match. So.
0: Well, well, the fucking uh, IC title match was better too. Uh, Piper versus Piper and Hart
1: was awesome. That's the best match of the night, in my opinion. <sighs> when Piper was holding the bell and thinking about slapping him, and <laughs> was oh and he threw it down and lost fair and square. I was that was a good moment, and that really sold Bret Hart too.
0: But uh, maybe Shane's 41. No, I think Shane's 47.
1: Yeah. See, that's the best thing about WrestleMania 32. This is the best thing about WrestleMania 32. to make us talk about old WrestleManias. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you, Vince McMahon, for making me talk about WrestleMania 8, which was kind of a turd compared to the, most of them. I mean, it was yeah. there were some good matches, but. It wasn't, it wasn't the, the home run that some of the other ones were. But when WrestleMania 8's looking way better than 32, there's an issue.
0: Yeah, fucking WrestleMania 9 is
1: looking better than this shit. Didn't, didn't the Warrior come out there in WrestleMania 8 and disappear like the next week? He wasn't there long. Didn't they try to like reintroduce him or something? And then
0: Yeah, I mean, they try to do everything. Well,
1: what was the angle there? Who was it he ran out on?
0: He ran out to save um, Hogan from getting the shit beat up. Oh,
1: that's right. Yeah, it was Hogan.
0: Chongo and
1: Sid Vistus, I think. Oh, yeah, the the disqualification finish Yeah. with Hogan. Yeah, that was so stupid. What a
0: fucking shitty finish for WrestleMania,
1: fucking DQ. A DQ. Of all things, a fucking DQ. I mean, did they not want Hogan to pin Justice or... Was they f- afraid Hogan pinning Justice would knock Justice down or Justice what? I don't know. Did they not want Justice to? Or he was Sid Vicious again at this point, wasn't he?
0: No, he was Sid Justice. Psycho at the time Sid. He was still a babyface. I mean, he, he just turned baby. I mean, he was babyface, but he just turned heel. But they were still calling him Sid Justice.
1: Okay, yeah. All right, so it's pre-Psycho Sid then. Yeah. yeah, anyways, I like Sid Vicious. I did you too. Know, he had some good moves, man. Um, He sold power, that's for sure. Last I heard,
0: the the reason why they're doing this is... I think Vince wants the title match to go on last because it's the title match. Triple H thinks that there's not enough heat built up between him and Roman because he doesn't think there's enough... Well, really, nobody gives a fuck about Roman. And there's more heat on the whole Shane and Undertaker. More people care about that. Because nobody gives a shit about Roman. But it looks like they're going to turn Roman Hill. So
1: So Bray Bella's retiring?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Bree's retiring. Her last night should be Monday. Oh, to be with uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. They're going to go and have kids,
1: start a family, and all that bullshit. Hogan kicked, Hulk Hogan kicked Gawker's ass.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's exciting, actually.
1: It'll go to appeals, but it's still exciting.
0: Yeah. yeah he'll, he won't get $135 million or 115000000 million. He'll probably get, after taxes, probably around $50 million, if that. I'm sure Linda Hogan's probably going to try to get as much of that as possible.
1: Yeah. I'm just skimming through the website here and there's an article with death and taxes by our own David Bixen. This is Wrestling Observer Figure 4 online. Yeah, okay. And uh about how two intoxicated sailors tried blowing up Hulk Hogan's car just days before Bubba Clem Clem recorded the sex tape of Hogan and Heather Cole. You know, I'm I'm starting to think that Hulk Hogan's probably tied into the Illuminati. I'm just saying. He's just too much shit, man. That's crazy. But, I mean, you know, I think Hogan should have won that suit because he, he was... Yeah, he talks about his sex life in the media, but there's a difference between talking and showing. And, you know, talking about it isn't the same as seeing it. And the other thing is uh, he the video isn't anything that – he it was recorded as far as anybody can tell without his knowledge on top of that. So I think there is an issue um, concerning the media and what they do with that type of material. So – yeah. I think uh, the media is pretty much untouchable on many things, but I think the circumstances of this—and I think it should be like that—but the circumstances of this, um, you're you're really damaging somebody. No matter what he says, no matter what he's done in his life, this moment is still a different situation. It's just like it's just like you go to trial over say some guy. There's been movies like this where. The guy will sexually assault or rape some woman. And then someone will talk about how they'll they'll come in and try to do character assassination about, well, she was a whore before and she slept around. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter because this wasn't something that they were consenting to at this time. It doesn't matter what they do in their own free time when, you know, even though Hogan consented to have sex with a woman, it doesn't matter because there's nothing to prove that he had any knowledge whatsoever of the thing being taped. And there was financial gain even if it was a paltry amount but the damage to Hulk Hogan's brand from the sex tape that's a different story.
0: Yeah. It's it's not um it's not news. Wow. On this day that we're recording this, it was um, March 29th, 1987. Was WrestleMania 3 in Detroit, Michigan? Ooh. This was a good day. This was a good WrestleMania. Yup. For some of the matches that took place, Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage. That was a All, good match.
1: One of the best matches ever.
0: Yeah. Hulk Hogan, the man who defeated Gawker, also defeated Andre the Giant.
1: Another good match. Roddy
0: Piper defeated Andre, Adrian Adonis. Sorry, I'm thinking about Andre again. Defeated Adrian Adonis in the hair versus hair match.
1: (laughs) Tom Zink was in a WrestleMania. Didn't realize that. (laughs) I've probably seen that match. It just didn't click, uh, considering, you know, oh, I don't know, you had the. let's see, Ricky Steamboat and Savage, and Hulk Hogan and Andre. I mean, that just blows everything else out of the water. Oh, hell yeah. Hillbilly
0: Jim, the Haiti Kid, and Little Beaver defeated King Kong Bunny, Little Tokyo, and Lord Little (laughs) Buck. Oh shit, I remember that match. Well, let's do NWA and call it a night. Alrighty. I think I just went ahead and put up my docs there, so you just deal with it.
1: Sounds good. I got—I have too many tabs. Hold on a minute. Roll with it, and I'll catch up.
0: Roll with the baby. Okay. Um, this was from March 29th, 1986. Starts off from promo from, I believe it was Worldwide Wrestling, or whatever they used to call it. I guess it was a B-show uh, with... Uh, Pez Whatley and Jimmy Valiant starts off with Jimmy saying that Pez was the best black athlete in the world today. And Jimmy Valiant started dancing a jig. And then Pez saw him and like he just dropped a real American slur, brother. Then they just froze the shot. But we can hear some fighting. And then the show opened up. Scott,
1: take it away. So, Pez beats the shit out of Jimmy Valiant.
0: No, 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 That didn't happen. We don't find out later. Oh,
1: that's later. I'm sorry. I was just – spoilers, fucker. This is a 30-year-old
0: show. Boilers
1: on a 30-year-old show, my bad. So, anyways, we have that happens. And then we have Wahoo versus a prop. I didn't get that. I didn't get that down. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And Wahoo, he's old-school wrestler. I mean – he had a bigger move set than Bruno Sammartino.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, he did some mares, like 30 of them. But anyways, then he chops this prop. And, <laughs> I mean, I thought he just killed the guy. And then he chops him again. That's some vicious chops, man. Must be where Flair learned how to chop. I, it must be. They were excellent. So, you know, Wahoo for, you know, you know past his prime. Not bad. Oh. Not bad. It's kind of a surprise considering the era he come from. Um, Ron Garvin promo uh, pff, wants Flair in a cage because you know you're run out of the ray. Hey, you know what? You just got to learn how to beat him, buddy. You got to play the game. But he, changing the goalpost,
0: he does eventually get Rick Flair in a cage. September twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven. He does beat him. So yeah. we only have about a year and some odd months left to listen to him talk about Rick Flair in a cage. That's too long. Too long. <laughs> I hope you like these promos. Get used to them. Yeah. And he holds it for two months.
1: That's a travesty. Um, Jim Cornette does a promo. He talks about the tournament. And I mean, it's just Jim Cornette just sells well. He sells the Midnight Express well. And that's what he does. And then the Midnight Express beat the brakes off of Phil Brown and Wee Willie Wilkins. And I'm really digging Wee Willie Wilkins's um Haircut for some reason, he reminds me of um Franco Colombo in when he played this crazy barbarian in uh um Conan the Barbarian. He was in for a split second, but I might be remembering that wrong. He's got his funky ass haircut, and I'm just thinking, man, it takes the balls to have that kind of haircut, not making the big money and walking down the street like it every day. So, of course, I don't know what these guys mean. I mean, they had a steady job, they were on every damn show. I heard a story about.
0: We really on uh, Wrestling Observer that he was, he believed that he was too good to be a jobber. And so that's why people used to beat the living shit out of him. Cause he used to talk shit about him. Ah, one of those. Yeah. So when he would get out in the ring, that's, the fucker wouldn't sell. You know, him in the match. Uh huh. He would go out there, he would he'd get the shit kicked out of him get thrown outside the ring then he would just fucking pounce this fucking leaf frog right on top of the ring and just go fucking tag and then not sell the beating he just took but like nothing happened and then when he gets tagged back in there just jump right back in the ring nothing ever happened to him
1: yeah he's I mean he's he's he does his job that's about it I mean he's nothing spectacular by any means
0: and then here's the fucking promo Pistol Paz Wally.
1: Yeah, Pistol beats the shit out of freaking Jimmy Valiant. And the first shot, I mean, it looked it looked legit. It's like, oh, my God, did he mean to hit him that hard, or was he just sneaking one in? Or maybe they just decided they was going to make sure they had a really stiff sell on the punches. But he walloped him that first shot. There was a couple of them pretty hard. And then he cuts his hair around. So... I mean,
0: well, first off, he called him a honky. Oh, yeah. And did I want to know is why did Pez Watley walk around just blatantly all the time with a pair of scissors? Did, did he just think that if I go ape shit one day, I'm just going to cut somebody's hair. Did he maybe, have a, did, did a part time job as a beautician?
1: Well, they maybe he was doing some arts and crafts.
0: Oh. Maybe there's it, a it lot of in the
1: South. In spare time. Arts and crafts are really big in the South. Yeah. So maybe he's not making the money because the man's keeping him down. It could there's be. A, probably a wage gap, so he's probably selling arts and crafts on the side and he just happened yeah. to have his with him. It, Jimmy's lucky he didn't pull out the hot glue gun. Just saying. No, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah,
0: um, David Crockett tried his best to break it up. Pez, 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 Pez. <laughs> it would have been great if he would have cut David Crockett's hair too. David yeah. got lucky.
1: Yeah. So, but the the best part of it isn't even all that. It's when Jimmy Vite comes back in and he's being like stone cold sober in his what's going on with uh, Pez. Yeah, they cut you know? this
0: to go to the Jimmy Valiant. Let's let's get a good word from Jimmy Valiant and see what's going on. See what his thoughts are on this. So they cut the Jimmy Valiant from, from that day and, and there's Jimmy Valiant. His he's the shoveled his shirts all ripped up and <laughs> and Jimmy's not dancing. He 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 looks he looks like he's on he's had downers for the last three days. And it's just I don't know why his did what he did I don't know if he's if he's had a seizure or he's playing the victim
1: he's, he's playing, playing, playing the, the victim that was, that was my favorite part I know what Bernie Sanders did back in, the, in 1987 he was a pro wrestler he, he
0: died playing the victim His his heel turned because he had a seizure
1: that was the best part. Or 86. Yeah, I mean, it was just crazy. He calls the guy out for being black in a supposedly positive way. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, you could be the best black athlete, but you can't be the best athlete because there's white people here. But you know, the And the writers do that.
0: The thing was, for the last – how long have we seen Pez Watley on here? A month? Maybe. What's the one fucking thing he's always says? I'm the best black athlete. Then
1: as soon as Jimmy says it, what? All right. Hey, right. you got it now. When one group of people uses a certain word, yeah,
0: I know that's all. Doesn't right. Other
1: people can use that word because they didn't go through the same experiences. He, he, he fucking laid into him. How many heavyweight titles in NWA did Pez Watley get?
0: None yet. Cause you can't beat Ric Flair. Ric Flair is the man.
1: That's right, because of his white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's blonde-haired. He's, he's like, German because he's a Fleer. So, whatever. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, and Jimmy's like, I I feel so bad, and, and it hurts. I hurt worse than if I would come home. It, it hurts worse than if you would come home and find – your wife in bed with another
1: man. Is that what they said? Yeah,
0: that's what he said. And they fucking censored it in 1986. The way
1: they censored it, I'm thinking, did he just say, you know, fucking a donkey or something? I mean, it was just bad. I was like, what the hell? Flair said worse than that later on in the show. Flair insinuated much worse. So (laughs) infidelity is an issue. Now, is that a censor from back in the day or is that a censor from WWE? No, that was
0: a censor back in the day. I just thought it
1: was some sort of social justice bullshit or something. No,
0: they they say worse than that on on the network. They got
1: ECW stuff on there
0: they don't censor. Yeah,
1: okay. So anyways, Jimmy Garvin versus a prop.
0: Well, well, Jimmy Hulk goes on to continue saying that if if you need help, brother, I'm there for you. I'll help you. Yeah. Maybe I care too much.
1: I'll, I'll bleach your I'll, skin I'll, for you. I mean yeah, I'll, it's, I'll, it's a little I'll, late now, bro.
0: I'll I'll take my shirt off my back for somebody. I'll help your brother.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was funny. It was I mean, it was a good angle for him to play. Yeah, I
0: yeah, mean and then we go from that to the Jimmy Carver talking about the during the match. I don't see no Indians.
1: Yeah. yeah. My wahoo, you know, scared yeah. and all that. So um <laughs> And he talks about him being a coward in the promo later. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, i just can't find a pair of tights that, that fits him. They keep falling down. I, fuck I don't him. think I think it's Dusty Rhodes owes Wahby McDaniel a freaking favor. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted to be on TV again. So um, Ivan versus Ray Trailer. Um, yeah, Ray Trailer got some offense. Did a, a back body drop or what's what's it called when you flip him over your head like that? Is it a back body drop? Yeah, it's back drop. Yeah. And uh, you yeah. know Ivan, Ivan worked sold. with him. Yeah, Ivan sold. Yep. And then he got the ref's attention, and Nikita did a Russian sickle on the rope on the on the apron, and that was how Ivan got the win. So you know, maybe maybe Ray's building a little bit of steam in the organization. Real so.
0: you know, Ray's actually, I mean, he he still sucks.
1: Oh yeah, I mean he almost didn't pull off the back body drop. Yeah. <laughs> He he flipped up at the last second. I was like, "Oh!"
0: It still looks like he's scared to do anything. Yeah. I don't I, mean, I don't know what the hell. Maybe it's, there's people in the audience, so he's still gun shy. But Ivan looked like he was trying to work with the fucker. Yeah, but he's
1: rough. I mean, he's raw, but he's he's very
0: fucking raw. I mean, I almost wanted to turn this off and go watch him versus fucking the Mountie or somebody's like God. damn. Please, I just need to
1: make sure that he was actually good. Was it Hogan and Bossman at SummerSlam, or Survivor Series, or something? They had a good match. Um, I'm gonna have to dig that one up. I know they had one or two really good matches. He
0: worked them for like a whole fucking summer.
1: Yeah, it's probably SummerSlam.
0: But he worked. Uh, he had a hell of a good match with the Mountie at Summer. Yeah,
1: maybe that's what I'm thinking of.
0: Well he put the the Mountie in jail.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah all right so promo with magnum it's same old same old angle you know the russians want me in the chain match so they can so i can play their game yada 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 yeah um so i mean it was eh.
0: he has passion
1: yeah it's i mean he's, he's he's very emotional when he speaks it's just the same fucking shit over and over again so um nighthawk nighthawk train. it's like they were Talking to just any old random athlete. (laughs) I mean, there was no. Hey, it wasn't a very good linebacker. Come here and say a few words, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Ron Garvin versus Tony Zane. Well, you know how that plays out.
0: Yeah.
1: And like the most boring pinning predicament I ever seen is Tony Zane laying on his back with Ron Garvin standing. Ron Garvin standing up, holding his ankles, like he's about to mount. And that was the fuck around, Garvin. Anyways, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's he's got the ability to pull out a decent match off and on, but he's not consistent with it at all. And his promos are shit, so Talk he has his moments. Shit.
0: there's a lot of bullshit with Dusty Rhodes here. When when he said that he made more money than ninety five percent of NFL quarterbacks nineteen eighty six, bullshit. I'm sure that Ric Flair made more money than the fucking Dusty Rhodes back then.
1: Well, now they're threatening to break Arn Anderson's jaw. Yeah. They ended it by th-
0: threatening to break salt. fucking Arn Anderson's jaw.
1: Yeah. That's technically assault. They should call the law. So get his ass out of there. Um,. <laughs> JJ brought up cabbage patch dolls. R, and Tully, and JJ. What the hell was it about the garbage, gar- cabbage patch dolls? Uh, there was the, a lot of crowd noise, uh, noise in this one.
0: Uh, sometimes doll, it was hard to. Doll. Uh, baby doll <laughs> <San> and Sam <laughs> went and played baby uh, cabbage patch dolls.
1: Or yeah. Like that. It was something like that. Yeah. Like you say in the notes, a time dates a show. What was, but, you know, back to this, like you couldn't even hardly understand some of what they was trying to say because the crowd was going ape shit. I thought fact, somebody
0: was running out. Well, Magnum TA was walking through the ring. What Bobo and that?
1: Oh, at. that's what it was. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: So, it was in the middle of their promo. All right, I didn't I didn't put it together. So, yeah, was there four moves? I thought I the count- bell rang and he did a suplex.
0: <laughs> I count them. Every time Magnum TA comes out there, I count his moves. It's four to six moves. The guy has a hell of a gr- gimmick. You have four to six moves and you just go out there and yell during your promos. You just get pissed off about fucking Russians, and then that's it. You're done.
1: Yeah. Uh, promo with Magnum and Ron Garvin. Uh, Magnum, you're going to stand there and do 100%. I don't know shit, but anyways. yeah, <laughs> That's it. The, uh, Magnum. That was Ron
0: Garvin's whole fucking promo. Magnum, <laughs> I know you're going to stand out there and you're going to do 100% of the work. Yeah. Yeah, and is. Magnum's
1: hopefully, and Magnum's trying to talk about how he likes having this guy on his team or in his corner or something like that. And it's just,
0: and they're the he, number two he, seeded team in the fucking Crockett Cup. He usually Ow. gives a
1: good promo, but in this one, like he, 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 he seems so unexcited about working with this fucker that he couldn't even sell it. Yeah, I'm glad to have his guy. He sounded like Nighthawk given the promo. <laughs> he went from rah, 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 to Nighthawk.
0: Yeah, he was so excited. He's like, man, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be out here working with, with with Garvin.
1: Yeah. So then we had Tali and Bill Tab. Tali Blanchard, you know, this was a quick one for Tali. He's been letting the guys work a little bit lately, but this one was over fairly quick. Um, just a couple minutes and we got the suplex and it was over. So nothing special there. Uh, Promo with Precious. She's calling out Wahoo and Say much crap about him. He runs out there. She says his headdress is fake, and and she tells him, you know, Ron, or not Ronnie, but Jimmy going will kick his butt, basically. And while he was like, yeah, well, I hope you're there when it happens, yada yada yada. So, yeah. it wasn't the bad promo. She did all right. She just, well, she's it, not co- totally convincing when she speaks. Even even in the wrestling world, she's not totally convincing when she speaks.
0: Pretty much so almost everything. <laughs> everything Jeez. was true, pretty much. Everything was being said.
1: Yeah, I was laughing and, about that too. Like, and, not like, even and I was like, "Well, no, he's not." <laughs> it's like she's
0: like, "Well, it seems like whenever you say that, when what are you doing?" Whenever Ron Garvin's. Not Ronnie Garvin, but whenever Jimmy Garvin's supposed to be calling him out, he's never here. And then when he shows up, look who's here. It's the girl. So it does make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. And he's she chose like, eh. the right words. Yeah. I mean, the words she used were really she she did a good job. She just wasn't selling it very well. And she's got I'm this just odd yeah. verbiage. And, I don't know.
0: And like they were saying on um uh, uh, your title. The Brian and Vinny show. How fucking big is that fucking uh, um, studio? It's not like they're going to be that fucking hard to find Jimmy Jimmy and, and Wahoo to run into each other. No. <laughs> Unless he's hiding out in this fucking Winnebago or some bullshit.
1: Yeah. I was expecting to see Jimmy Garvin run out and hit him from behind, but it never happened.
0: I was expecting that, too.
1: Yeah. So, Flair promos talks about the final four and how he went to Daytona beach and had his own and he gave him his Indiana a nine.
0: <laughs> <It was amazing. laughs> um,
1: then rock and roll versus art prints to Kent Glover. The match doesn't matter. It was typical rock and roll smash. Oh, but yeah. we had a little bit, you know, but the, the key thing to it was, was flair gave a commentary as the match went on. Yeah. And the college girls started side of a $20 bill for a guy that could have taken down to McDonald's. Um, Going with the champ. He's got rolls of hundreds, things like that. And, but he said one of his women wanted to give, um, Ricky Morton something. And so after the match, Ricky comes over and Flair flare hands him a training bra. And it's because I like big, the big girls and you like the little teeny bopper girls. And, uh, so then, uh, Ricky, you know, kind of plays up the fans as, you know, you wouldn't be anywhere without the fans. And, Flair says, like, you know, you tell me I'm the champ and I need to have a bunch of people yelling and screaming. And then they get in a fight. So uh, they end up in the ring, and Flair does this whole part where he flies up over the turnbuckle, and then Ricky pretty much just knocks the shit out of him. So And the crowd loves it. Those are some sweet sunglasses, I'm just saying. TV title match, Arn versus David Dellinger. Um this was a quick one. I think that's Doug Dillinger's brother or something. I don't know. spelled different. Um, Arm's been kind of giving the guys some good work. And this guy he didn't he didn't spend a lot of time with this guy either. He just got in and got out pretty much. So
0: Yeah. The the thing he didn't say that, but well, led up to it. During the the lead up to it when Ricky Took off Flair's gla- glasses, put them on the floor, and tss, he smashed them. And then Flair, that's, that's what led up to the feud. Fucking David Crockett. During this match, the first thing he says, do you think Ric Flair wants his glasses back? The hint still works. That's it? What, what, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, all he wants to do is stir the shit
1: yeah pretty much he should be fine
0: then we have another fucking promo of Wahoo this is when he comes out and, and was this the one where he's talking like well if fucking Precious comes out here again I'm not going to be responsible for what I do to her and she wants to get involved in the man's world or some shit like that. I'm gonna treat her like one. Uh, was this that promo?
1: Yeah. Get a little vicious. <laughs> Old school,
0: buddy. Yeah. And then it was when Road Warriors versus Larry Clark and Paul Garner. Basically, squash match from hell, and animal fucking killed. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. But he, he don't know
1: which one he was either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking nailed him with a clothesline from hell.
1: I'm pretty sure he came that guy's sternum in.
0: Oh my god. JBL likes to has the finisher. He likes to call it clothesline from hell. No, no. This was the fucking clothesline from hell. Yeah. The guy didn't even fucking sell it.
1: That's where he got the inspiration for, he, No, he landed on his freaking neck, man. I mean, you run into a clothesline, land flat on your back. This guy almost backflipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he literally almost decapitated this guy. It wouldn't have been a decapitation. It would have been like a bisection <laughs> at yeah. the sternum. I mean, he freaking blasted this guy. So, but then, you know, we get the typical road warrior promo and, uh, you know, it was good, but they're talking about fighting three or four times a day and how they've been number one tag team for three years and all that stuff. But just animal, not animal, but Hawks trap. The zoid muscles are so ridiculous. I literally don't have any doubts that man can just grab that table, that podium and just rip it in two. Yeah. Ridiculous. I thought I saw a little bit of bacne on on um, Hawk. Uh, acne on his back. For those of you not familiar with it, it's a, typically a sign of uh, steroid abuse at that age when you have acne breakouts when you're in your 20s or 30s. So... I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I know it was probably a contributing factor in his death. So rest in peace. So, but that was the show.
0: Yeah. Best parts were, of course, Ric Flair and um, the Jimmy Valiant. Surprisingly, Jimmy Valiant was was the um, Jimmy and uh, Pez. And
1: Pez. Yeah, they were they were they were they were money.
0: And that fucking clothesline! Holy crap. But yeah, definitely watch the uh, the Ric Flair, Ricky Morton. But we're getting ready to get up onto a um, the uh, Ric Flair, Ricky Morton um, storyline where uh, I don't want to give any spoilers, but something really, really brutal is about getting ready to happen to Ricky Morton be interesting to see if they don't cut it out. I don't think they will. They didn't cut out the what happened to a baby doll when they smacked the shit out of her. So they probably won't cut <laughs> Yeah, she got she
1: got blasted too.
0: But uh yeah, you're gonna ready to have some really good stuff here pretty soon. So uh I do remember this from my childhood. So I was a I was a huge rock and roll express fan. But I was also a four Horsemen fan. So it was good times. I couldn't lose. I was more of a, uh, I don't know. I think I was more of a rock and roll express guy, but still came to the to a uh, four Horsemen. So, but uh, I was always wanting to be Ric Flair growing up. I failed. Yep. <laughs> of course we're, we both ended up doing podcasts. So, I guess Rick Flair ended up there. Yeah, so, so of course, I think he has more listeners than us, but um, that will do it for us. I think we ended up being about an hour, or so did good, R- right back on track. So, um, maybe next show we'll have a full review of Batman, Superman, and oh, yes, next show we will have um. Reviews of um, Takeover and um, The other fucking show Wrestlemania I don't know if we're going to do NWA next week though Since we'll have Two fucking shows to do Yeah But we might not do NWA next week Probably probably better than Wrestlemania (laughs) Probably Okay that's it
1: Later.